Hey everybody, welcome to Daily Hope. We are in Esther chapter 2. Now the whole chapter, it reads like some kind of ancient The Bachelor episode, right? You got all the most beautiful unmarried women being brought to the most eligible bachelor, King Xerxes, for him to decide who is going to replace his former queen, Queen Vashti. Now this is where Esther enters the story. And there's a few things we learn about Esther. Number one, all right, she's Jewish. And I think we already knew that, but her Jewish name is actually Hadassah. And she uses the name Esther to conceal that identity from the people that she's in exile with. Uh, secondly, she's an orphan. And we get the idea that she, maybe she lost both her mom and her dad um, to the Babylonian invasion of Judah. Uh, thirdly, it's her uncle Mordecai who adopts her and takes her in as they get carted off into exile. And so we learn that uh, Esther is of low status, she's powerless, and in a way she represents the vulnerability of the people of God at this point. They are exiled, they are enslaved, and in Esther we just see the vulnerability of God's people and nation. Now, hope in a dramatic way enters uh, the story in this chapter because Esther is chosen to be King Xerxes' next queen. This is a blessing to her in that she is elevated in status, privilege, and power. And at the end of the chapter, she's able to use her new position to protect King Xerxes from an assassination plot by getting information from her uncle Mordecai. Now check this out, verse 21. During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who had guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. But Mordecai found out about the plot, told Queen Esther, who in turn reported to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were impaled on poles. Yep, that's how you dealt with people in those days. But here's the point. The point is that God blesses us with favors, privileges, and talents. And in this story, we see those favors, privileges, and talents. They're a blessing first to Esther. She's elevated in status. She's well taken care of. And now she is in a position of influence. It's a blessing for others. It's a blessing for her king. Because of her position and her relationship to her uncle, she's able to save the king's life. And eventually she's being set up to be a deliverer, much like uh, the deliverers during the time of Judges for the people of Israel. And then thirdly, it is for the sake of God's purposes in the world. Her blessings and favors are not just for her, they're not just for others, but they're also for God's purposes in the world. Now, that's true for you and for I. If the whole book of Esther helps us understand what it looks like when it seems like God is absent while we're facing a, a huge challenge or crisis, and the way in which God's at work behind the scenes in ways that we can't see, but nonetheless, he is being faithful to take care of and provide for us, we learn that God also gives us privileges and blessings so that through us, God can take care of, bless, and look out for other people. I think that's true, first of all. God blesses us for our own benefit. What are those blessings that God's given to you that are a blessing to you? It could be your education. It could be your some natural talent or ability. It could be your family. It could be the love and supportive friendships in your life. What are those blessings in your life? It could be an inheritance passed down to you from your family. It could be a legacy passed down to you, like the legacy of education, the value to pursue education often is passed down to us from our parents and our grandparents. 
Those blessings are also for the sake of others, for our companies, our firms, our families, our community, our church, but then also for the sake of God's purposes in the world. And I want to highlight one in particular. Consider the relational networks that God has put in your life. Those relationships, family, coworkers, colleagues, friends, they are for our blessing, to help us get our jobs done, to support us in our life, to surround us with a sense of love and well-being. But they are also in our life for the purposes of God's kingdom advancing. Who are those people that God has put in your life to be a light and a witness to so that the name and the saving power of Jesus can continue to spread to the world? I want you to just take a moment this week and reflect on who God has put in your life, your neighbor, your friends, your family. Who are those people who don't yet know Jesus? And in what ways is God, has God positioned you for such a time as this to be a light and a testimony and a witness in their life of who Jesus is? I want to encourage you this week to think about that, identify one or two people, and begin praying for them, and be asking God how you can be taking steps to share the love of Christ with them. God bless you. Have a great week.